Well, the heat of summer has finally begun to arrive. Of course, this begs the question, are you staying cool where it counts? There are very few things worse than walking around in underwear that does not keep you cool and dry, especially when it gets hot enough to cook an egg on the sidewalk, which is basically every single day in this state from now until the end of September. When you wear Tommy John, you are much, much cooler, and that makes everything easier and better. Tommy John has breathable, lightweight fabric that has four times the stretch of competing brands. And with dozens of comfort innovations, you are going to find yourself looking and feeling cool all season long, whether you're lounging at home or having summertime fun. Tommy John has sold over 17 million pairs. Uh, That's why they don't have customers. They have fanatics. You're not going to want to return them. But if you do, returns and exchanges are free with Tommy John's best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee. It's time to feel cozy, not lazy. Tommy John's new men's and women's loungewear. I love their loungewear. It's so awesome. So awesome. Shop TommyJohn.com slash Beck right now for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com slash Beck for 20% off. Get your 20% off. TommyJohn.com slash Beck. See site for details. Radio show starts here in just a second. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Today, I've got several points to show you where we are winning and how we are winning. Uh, And what we should do in this position where things are starting to break up and change. We're going to talk about the economy. We're going to talk about the border. We are going to talk about the Supreme Court. Mike Lee joins us about what's now going through the Senate. And I want to start with a very frank letter that we just received, a, an email from somebody who used to be, in her own words, a modern pro-choice woman. Things have changed. We begin there in 60 seconds. Christy wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She said, we have two pointers who hunt at least four days a week, if not more. Their skin has been dry and flaky and their coats dull and rough. But within two weeks of using Rough Greens, we've been able to see a bounce back level in energy, as well as their coats being amazingly shiny and smooth and no more dry, flaky uh, skin. We couldn't be happier. Thank you. Rough Greens is not a dog food. It's a supplement that you sprinkle on your dog's food, and it's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's most likely in Rough Greens. And they want to make sure that your dog is uh, uh, comfortable eating it, loves it as much as our dogs do. All you have to do is just go to roughgreens.com slash back, roughgreens.com slash back, and they're going to give you your first bag free. All you pay for is the shipping. Go now to roughgreens.com slash back, 
ruffgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-G-L-E-N-N-33, 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. So I got an email in and I want to read it verbatim. I can no longer relate to the modern pro-choice woman. I don't want to shout my abortion. I want to pretend it never happened. Up until last week's SCOTUS leak, I had done a pretty good job of burying my 20-year secret. But the Roe versus Wade information earthquake triggered an eruption. I can no longer pretend to be ambivalent or leave it to blue-check pro-lifers to speak for me. My days of repeating safe, legal, and rare, that mantra like a good Gen X libertarian feminist, are over. Some pro-abortion activists call their life-ending procedure self-care, like they just booked a hot stone massage uh, or a facial at a spa. This is a polite euphemism many women tell themselves, not because we are cold-blooded killers, but because it's how we survive. We have to lie in order to justify what is actually taking place. Denial is just a protective coat barrier from the truth. Remember, any woman born after Roe versus Wade has been programmed to believe that abortion is a natural born right. It's legal, therefore it must not be evil. It's a medical procedure. Women do it every day. Planned Parenthood has a nice way of describing abortion on their website. A doctor uses a combination of medical tools and a suction device to gently take the pregnancy tissue out of your uterus. Gently take the tissue out. Benign euphemisms that wrap our hearts and minds in a suffocating cocoon. Benign euphemisms to keep us in line. I was raised in the Bible Belt, and I believe that sex before marriage was the greatest of sins. You better, you'd be better off robbing a store by pistol than be caught fornicating with a boy, and yet I did fornicate with a boy. No boy I'd ever be proud to bring around my parents. I never gave him the option to talk me out of it. I just demanded that he paid half for the procedure and never speak of it again. I told myself it would be easier to survive the hidden shame of the abortion than wear the shame of my sin on my belly for nine months. I took the so-called easy way out at six weeks. I swallowed a pill I got from some abortionist who gave me the creeps. He was no medical saint like the ones portrayed in the Cider House rules, nobly saving women from coat hanger abortions. The doctor in my story made a quick buck at the expense of terrified good girls. Years later, I would, I would learn that he kept aborted fetuses in buckets and was under investigation for shady medical practices. I couldn't leave his clinic fast enough, but at least I wouldn't have to miss work or skip my college classes. I could just finish my degree and still make my parents proud. How convenient. But the pill I took made an ugly, painful mess and didn't finish the job. Now I had to see a real obstetrician to get an ultrasound and deal with the aftermath. This doctor's office was nicer. It had bright lights and pink walls. Although my doctor was professional, I still felt the quiet judgment in her voice. I refused to look at the image of my tortured fetus in the, on the screen. 
I knew what it would mean if I did. My feminist career ambitions would lose the battle to my soul if I looked at that baby. The doctor told me the fetus was still viable, but now most likely mentally challenged. The kinder thing to do would to be finish the job at an in-clinic abortion. End the fetus's suffering. End my own self-torture. I woke up from anesthesia to learn the abortion was complete. It was over so quickly, but the internal conflict hangs and hangs. You find weird ways to cope. Not long after, I discovered an abandoned robin egg still perfectly intact. I wrapped it in a sock and I carried it with me. For over a decade... If I couldn't do right by my own child, maybe I could keep this unhatched egg safe. Eventually, I had to come to terms with the fact that the bird egg was dead, and I got therapy. He was a good New York psychologist, secular, liberal, tolerant. He helped me to forgive myself, but I always knew who I really needed to ask forgiveness. It's easy for a young woman with all those stockpiled eggs in her ovaries to be pro-choice. She can toss away the miracle of life like a rotten banana or a bruised apple because it's easily replaced. It wasn't until I was forced to confront the mortality of my own fertility that I felt the full choice of my regret. But I don't write this letter to achieve redemption or to be the new face of the pro-life movement. You'll not see me pleading with women outside of an abortion clinic. You'll not see me protesting with a cutesy homemade sign at the March for Life. You're not going to see me sparring on Twitter, uh, Twitter confronting baby killers with cold hard facts. For now, you'll not even know my name. I suppose this isn't very brave. But my story isn't complete and God's work in me is in an active state. Mine is a modest mission. Maybe if I'm honest about my own wounds, I can help other women like me to heal. Maybe I can love the terrified, knocked-up woman in the Bible Belt who believes the best and the worst lies in our society has ever told. Better than any conservative talk show could ever, ever could come up with. These are the best of the worst lies. The SCOTUS leak ripped a Band-Aid off a festering 50-year-old wound. It's naive to think that we'll fix this mess for the unborn overnight and deprogram men and women plugged into 50 years of slick, well-packaged lies. Slavery was legal in the U.S. for over 200 years before we fought a war to end it, and it'd be an- it would be another 100 years before we'd end state-sanctioned racism. When it comes to the issue of defending innocent life... I know it's hard to be patient. This is a clear battle of good versus evil for many on the right. But you need allies like me, the former safe, legal, and rare pro-choicers, who are afraid to come out of the shadows, afraid to become a political prop in the culture war, but willing to do the quiet missionary work in our own backyard. I hope for the day future progressives look back in horror at today's progressives fighting to keep abortion on demand. I hope for the day the New York Times publishes the pro-life version of the 1619 Project. 
maybe they'll call it the 1973 project whose mission is to reframe the country's history by placing the consequence of abortion and the contribution of the pro-life movement at the very center of our national narrative. Until that day, I just want to help these women be braver than me. To see beyond their impossible tomorrow. If I had allowed someone the chance to let me be brave, I might not have had the same successful career, but I now would have a 20-year-old son or daughter to invest this unexplained overflow in my heart. Back in a minute. James wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He says, the stuff really works. I've told so many of my friends about Relief Factor ever since I started taking it. I'm a mechanic and a veteran, 70 years old, and I've finally been able to sleep through the night. Since I have no more pain in my hands, I'm a different person. Thank you so much. James, thank you for your service. Glad to hear that you're out of pain. Relief Factor is not a drug. It works on our inflammation, which is the main source of all of our pain in our body. The three-week quick start is developed for you. It's $19.95. It's a dollar a day. It's a trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered it, and about 70% of them go on to order more. Go to relieffactor.com and just try it. Call 800-4-RELIEF, 1-800-4-RELIEF, and get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. Again, relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. News cut two here. Uh, Chip Roy uh, has been talking a lot about Biden's border policies. Talk about the damage being done to the United States of America. Mr. Secretary, do you know what this is? This is a mobile morgue, a body trailer needed by counties in South Texas overwhelmed by dead migrants. That particular trailer is filled with these bodies, 27 bodies that were stored in this mobile morgue in South Texas with dead bodies of migrants. Dead bodies like this one found on a ranch just three weeks ago in South Texas, a dead migrant. Somehow that's compassion. How about the dead bodies found by migrants? Compassion. How about the ranchers who had to walk out of their door and this is what they faced, gentlemen with rocks threatening a rancher in South Texas, only able to be saved when they are able to bring their dogs out to scare the people away in order to save themselves. Or the fact that you've got houses being attacked, you've got livestock dead on the side because we've got ranches wide open. How about the little girl here with a brand on her arm? A little girl with a brand on her arm because of your policies. A little girl here in the desert found by ranchers trying to save their life. And how about the lost voices for people dying from fentanyl? The hundreds of thousands, tens of thousands of Americans dying from fentanyl. Faces, faces of Americans, faces of Americans across this country dying because of fentanyl pouring into our country. Time of the gentleman has expired. You know full well. Time of the gentleman has expired. I'm just so tired of all of this. Aren't you? Aren't you just so tired of all of this? Democrats try to claim the moral high ground on everything that they push. 
It's all about compassion. If we can just save fill in the blank. Record amounts of illegals are crossing our border. Record amounts of people are dying because of it. Not only are migrants dying, Americans are dying. U.S. servicemen are dying on the border. Fentanyl overdoses are reaching now critical stage. It's now the leading cause of death for adults 18 to 45. Fentanyl, the leading cause of death 18 to 45. And no one is talking about it, including our local and city government. I will show you all tomorrow night, all of it. Tomorrow night, Wednesday night on Blaze TV, 9 p.m. It's the Wednesday night special, Biden's Border Bloodbath, the deadly crisis exposed. It is amazing to me how um, the how we are now starting to see the fruits of all of their labor. We are now starting to see the starvation. I, I'm telling you, millions of will starve to death in the next five years because of what this administration and the um, the global elites have decided to do. Millions will starve to death and we won't be in a position to help anyone. We talk about abortion as it's a right. It's death. We talk about our our fuel policy as something that will help the planet, but it will mean death. We talk about the border, but we don't talk about the death. This is a death cult that we're facing. And you know, what's crazy is people are starting to wake up and they're starting to see facts that we thought people knew. Like, I always thought that, you know, Bill Maher, I disagreed with him, but he was informed. Do we have the Bill Maher cut? Listen to this. I learned things this week because this put it on the front page that are pretty basic things that I did not know about abortion. Like in Europe, the modern countries of Europe, way more restrictive than we are or what they're even proposing. If you are pro-choice... You would like it a lot less in Germany and Italy and France and Spain and Switzerland. Did you know that? I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's right. Okay. Um, I I learned most people who are pro-life are women. Did not know that. He goes on to say, most abortions are done with a pill. He said, even if you go into a clinic, they're done with a pill. And the pills are easy to get in America. So for people who are saying we're going back to 1973, we're not. That's just factually inaccurate. I think there's an awakening that is happening. People are, people are going from woke to awake, which is a very nice transition. And a very different thing. <laughs> very, very different. Yeah. The, the pill thing is, is such an interesting part of this because... You know, they, you can, you know, women are doing it in Texas. They did a study on what happened in Texas when they cut the abortion restrictions down to six weeks with this recent law that they passed. And it prevented, at least in Texas, they think only about 10% of abortions. Part of that was people traveling. Uh, Also, it was part of people just ordering uh, from online pharmacies in India, these pills 
that they can get these abortions and like really i mean being honest about it there's no way we're going to be able to regulate that out of existence no. there's no it's never going to be the case so you know i mean we, we can't stop fentanyl right <laughs> how right. are we going to stop abortion pills that are legal all around the world from right. flowing into the mail i mean it's just not going to happen so what you talked about with the woman uh, earlier is the much in some ways more important than roe versus wade being overturned Roe versus Wade being overturned is an important part of this, but it's really like going to the gym once. Yes, it's part of getting in shape, but it is only the first step of getting in shape and you have to keep going. And oh, and you and you have to change you. I mean, people like you keep going and then pretty soon you just love it. I've never found that part. <laughs> no, I okay? I've never found that part, <laughs> um, but we have to we have to work on people's hearts. You know, there was this. This tweet last week that came out that said, you know, this abortion thing, guys, you better wake up. It's going to stop the hookup culture. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good thing. <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that was the big threat. Yeah. Uh, probably a good thing for our society. Is it not? Uh, that, yeah, good thing for us as a nation, as a people. We're I, I mean, I was shocked to hear. I mean, it's been, you know, 20 years since I've dated. Um, and I dated poorly back mm -hmm. then. I lucked out. Uh, but I was shocked to hear that people now expect sex. And then how, depending on how that goes, we'll see about a relationship. Whole thing is flipped upside down. Everything. I mean, now. Upside what, down, inside out. Right. Yeah. What was typically the way you would meet people is now like a creepy thing Walking right up and meeting someone at a bar meeting someone at work you know uh you know with the idea when you walk up to them that you're flirting with them is now this like creepy thing and the the normal thing is if you swipe a certain direction whatever direction that is so screwed uh, up you show consent beforehand and you kind of reverse engineer the whole process does not seem like a good sensible way for a civilization no, to operate no. and now uh, we can't get president biden to actually call what's happening the terrorist activity that is happening at our supreme court justice's house we can't we can't even call it terror we we can't even get a president to disavow those who are now saying exactly the same thing that many people said uh, uh, before January 6th that got him into so much trouble. We got to stand up and fight. Oh, that was obscene to say. Now you have Lori Lightfoot and others saying it all the time. Mike Lee joins us next. The Glenn Beck Program. You should see what they're doing in uh, the Senate this week. Your best night's sleep is just around the corner, and here's the amazing part. Once you get it, it's just not one good night of sleep. I should know it is brought to you by my pillow and uh, I mean, not my, you know what I'm saying? My sheets from my pillow are really good. It's not that the, my pillow had a baby and it was cheap, but it, they came from my pillow and it's great. Right now you can check out the radio listener special square right there on MyPillow.com, And remember, everything comes with a 60 day money back guarantee, but Right now, you can get uh, buy one, get one free on just about all of the stuff that is at MyPillow.com. And really, honestly, you're going to love it. And if you don't, no worry. You just pop it back in the box and ship it back to them. 
You have 60 days. And if it's not everything I say it is, everything you hope it is, ship it back. You get your money back. No questions asked. Enter the promo code BECK right now or call 800-966-3117. It's MyPillow.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn to get subscribed to Blaze TV. Use the promo code Glenn to save 10 bucks. This is the Glenn Beck program. I'm going to read two things to you. First, the New York Times. The New York Times wrote... Two days before a mob of Trump supporters invaded the United States Capitol, upending the nation's peaceful transition of power and leaving at least five people dead, the right-wing radio star Glenn Beck delivered a message to his flock of 10.5 million listeners. It's time to fight. It's time to rip and claw and rake, Mr. Beck said on his January 4th broadcast. It's time for you to go to war as the left went to war four years ago. Now, they updated that, even though we gave them all of this information a week before the story aired, two days after publication, they updated it with this. Mr. Beck did not lobby for his listeners to invade the Capitol, and a day later, he urged marchers in Washington to channel your inner Martin Luther King, adding violence is not who we've ever been. But the language he used on his January 4th show was typical of the aggressive rhetoric that permeated conservative talk radio. Okay. I mean, again, you specifically said not to go. I know. So couldn't that? Why would they use you as an example? It makes no sense. Here is the latest story today. Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot set social media ablaze Monday evening with a call to arms. That's a quote. Quote to my friends in the LGBTQ plus community. The Supreme Court is coming for us next. This moment has to be a call to arms. We will not surrender our rights without a fight. We will fight a fight to victory. Hmm. I wonder if the New York Times is going to say the same about her. She's calling to arms. I don't know what that means except call to guns. Isn't that what arms imply? But there's a double standard here. The president won't will not disavow those who are now marching in front of the Supreme Court justices' homes, which is my understanding it is clearly illegal to do if you are trying to um, intimidate or change the verdict uh, of a Supreme Court justice. Mike Lee is joining us now uh, from uh, uh, Washington, D.C. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hello, Grant. Well, it's good to be with you. Good. And, you know, what they did to you at the Times, that sounds like reckless disregard for the truth to me. That's uh, actionable defamation. Ooh, really? Huh. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Look, you, you, you told them what you had actually said. They yes. ran the story anyway, not reflecting that. Uh, that is... Does it matter that they corrected it two days false. later? No, because they still defamed you in the meantime. Nobody mm. reads the corrections like they read the original story. Yeah. This is part of what's disgraceful is that they get away with this. So um, let's talk a little bit about, first of all, what is happening to the Supreme Court 
uh, justices in front of their homes. Uh, Mike, that's clearly illegal, is it not? Yes, it is. It violates a Virginia statute. It also quite arguably violates a, a federal statute, uh, 18 U.S.C. Section 1503, I think it is. Uh, that uh, would seem to suggest that this is unlawful. But more than anything, Glenn, this is just really creepy. It it carries with it an implicit threat of violence because it says to the occupants of the home where they're protesting, we know where you sleep. Correct. It's the only purpose it serves. And that has no place in society. You know, I I actually dealt with it. First time I ever dealt with this, I was 11 years old. my, my father, who was serving as President Reagan's Solicitor General at the time, uh, filed a, a brief in a case, and it dealt with an issue related to abortion, related to Roe versus Wade. The uh, uh, abortion rights movement didn't like it, so they protested in front of our home. I was the only one home at the time. Uh, actually, my older sister, Wendy, was, was there, but she was Holy asleep God. the entire time. She slept long. So I went out <laughs> and talked to them. You know, the, the movie Home Alone hadn't come out yet. It wouldn't come out for another 20 years, but when I saw that movie... Many years later, I thought I know how that kid feels. I started thinking, what do I do? Do I break out the illegal fireworks stash that I had from where my cousins bought on the Indian reservation the summer before? Do I turn on the sprinklers? <laughs> and it occurred to me if I did any of those things, news crews would show up. That would be bad. So I just went out and talked to him instead. And the very first thing the lady said to me, there's a lady who appeared to be in charge of all of them. We'll call her Karen. And uh, uh, Karen said to me, well, hello, little boy. We're not here to hurt you. That's creepy. And it's creepy anytime you protest in front of the home of a public official. Right. That's what's wrong with it. And I'm wondering if that would even be said today. Uh, a lot of these protesters, I mean, the it's vile what's going on, just as it was vile on January 6th. That, the, that was a that was a mob uh, and not everybody, but the ones that really kind of broke down the door, et cetera, et cetera. Th- those people were in a mob mentality and just vile. So, Mike, yesterday, without anybody condemning these people and saying it has to stop, the Senate voted to pass a bill to provide security services to the Supreme Court justices and their families. Uh, and it was a unanimous vote. Um how can somebody on the left say that this isn't violent and yet vote unanimously to provide security? Well, if, if uh, one of them were on the show with us, and I'm sure all the lefties come on your show constantly. All the time. Uh, so it, you could probably provide the answer. I'm mm-hmm. sure they would say, look, uh, the potential is there. We want to make sure that they have safety when they need it. But look. There's no reason for them to not condemn this. There's no reason for them to not call it off. It is inappropriate. I have, I have yet to have this conversation with any of my colleagues, Republican, Democrat, otherwise, uh, who, in, in which they will disagree with the suggestion it's inappropriate to show up to someone's home to protest. It's not appropriate. I don't know why it is they can't find the moral courage to express publicly what I think all of them believe privately, which is that that is unacceptable. That was the problem with January 6th for many of us. We were like, where is Donald Trump? Why isn't he stepping up to the plate right now and saying this is horrible? Stop it right now. Um, Let me ask you, there's a bill now um, going through and and at the Senate and it's to codify Roe. Can you 
explain what's going on here? Yeah. There's a bill moving through the Senate, and they want to codify Roe, but it's Roe on steroids. It's worse than Roe, far worse. It basically says that no state can have any law restricting abortion in any way and guarantees abortion right up until the moment of birth without any restriction by any other law. And so this is a this is a very radical proposal. This is substantially farther to the left than what you'll see from uh, any ordinary American. Uh, uh, Americans understand that regardless of how they feel about abortion more broadly, they understand that the closer you get to birth, the closer you get to the point where a, a baby could clearly survive outside the womb, uh, nearly all Americans support some restrictions on abortion, but they want to get rid of even those. This act is intended to protect all people with the capacity for pregnancy, cisgender women, transgender men, non-binary individuals, those who identify with a different gender, and others who are unjustly harmed by restrictions on abortion services. Mike, I got to believe if I were running for the Senate and I was kind of in a purple state, I would be really upset at the Democratic leadership if I'm running as a Democrat. Yeah, and why wouldn't you be? But look, they're trying to impress a, a certain radical French element of their own base, and this is where they're going to do it. The next step they're going to do is they're going to try to pack the Supreme Court or hashtag expand the court. As many of my liberal colleagues are now using that hashtag, they want to add justices to the Supreme Court of the United States, which is itself a huge mistake. All these things are designed to delegitimize, denigrate, and isolate those Supreme Court justices inclined to vote for Justice Alito's masterfully written majority opinion. Mike, you were part of the crew that uh, you were a leader in the crew to find these Supreme Court justices. Um, they're saying now that it looks like this is going to be the filing rule uh, uh, ruling. Do you believe that? Yes, I, I do believe that. And I also believe that the reason these people are freaking out so much is that they're um, uh, they're afraid of the same thing. Uh, and so th that's why I think if this does, in fact, happen, the pivot will happen very, very quickly. And they'll move on to saying this is an illegitimate court. So we're going to have to change it. We haven't seen this since 1937. Uh, it's why I, I started seeing this coming about a year and a half ago. That's why I started writing the book that comes out June 7th, available for pre-order now called Saving Nine. Saving Nine explains what happened last time they did this how we stop it, and why it's such a horrible idea. It's a, um, it is a book that is right on time uh, called Saving Nine, and very good. Um, Mike, the, um, the, the bill that they are trying to pass, let's just live in fantasy land. Say, we say that it passes, okay? Isn't that still what the Supreme Court was saying shouldn't be done, that it should go to the states. It's not a federal issue. Uh, yes. So the, the, the Supreme Court draft majority opinion written by Justice Alito said that these are the sorts of decisions that ought to be made by the people's elected lawmakers uh, and not by nine lawyers wearing robes on the Supreme Court of the United States for the simple reason that there's nothing in the Constitution that makes this something that the courts decide, nothing in the Constitution that even makes this federal rather than state. Now, there are some places for federal law 
to weigh in on most areas, but most laws, most of the time that affect most of your day-to-day life are state laws, not federal laws. So it follows logically that given that there's nothing in the Constitution making abortion distinctly a federal issue, most laws dealing with abortion should be handled at the state level. Uh, Does that include if New York or California includes, you know, partial birth abortion or after birth abortion, uh, which is now strangely being talked about in those states. Does the federal government have a role in stopping any of that? Depending on how far Congress wanted to push the envelope, Congress could try to assert more authority in that area. My personal view is that uh, this is one of those areas that really is perfect for the Constitution, for the constitutional principle of federalism. Because look, there, there isn't a lot of national unity, national consensus on this issue. Right. People in Utah would decide this very differently than the people of New York and people in Mississippi very differently than those in the state of Oregon. And, you know, sometimes that, that, that is part of the constitutional compromise. That's part of who we are. That is the compromise. Right. Is that we allow people to govern themselves differently according to local preferences. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for all the uh, uh, work that you did with uh, Donald Trump and, and Ted Cruz to get these uh, guys on the Supreme Court and, and, uh, and women as well. Um, it's because of, I think, your work that we have these, these people. And I am hoping that when we get a Republican in uh, office, uh, that you are appointed to the Supreme Court, because I think you would make a tremendous Supreme Court justice. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you very much, Glenn. You bet. Uh, by the way, if you want to support Mike in his uh, race for Senate, you can do that uh, by, I don't know, checking out, I don't know, Mike Lee for Senate or whatever the hell. It... I don't know. The, the best uh, the best way to point people to his site, but yes, you should go look at his site. And, and, and this is an important week, I think, by the way, to consider that if you are a person who looks at the ruling from... Uh, from Alito and looks at that in a positive light and say, and maybe have dreamt of the day that Roe versus Wade would be overturned your entire life. For mm-hmm. example, it's important to highlight as you did right there at the end, the really vital role that Mike Lee has in this ruling. He was the guy that's basically. Why that's why they're coming after him so hard. Right. He was the guy who put together the list along with the Federalist Society and a couple of other people that you mentioned um, but he was really the driving force to get that list in front of Donald Trump that he wound up selecting from and, these three justices and in the office with him mm-hmm. uh, campaigning for these people, really trying to educate Donald Trump on who they were and getting them to be the, the candidate. Without Mike Lee, you don't have the no. situation that we're looking at this week. That's how that's how crucial he's been to this process. And, and if you care about this issue at all, you should remember that. Uh, as you look at who you're voting for here in Utah over the next, well, you have uh, Edwin McMuffin months. who's running against him, who is pro-choice, and so that's you know that's one thing that you would have going for you. So. Is he pro-choice? I don't even know that. Yeah, I guess he's pro-choice. Jeez. Either reg- regardless, I mean, it's one of these things no, that even if you had somebody else you were considering, like right. this is such a vital issue, and he was so vital to I, it. And I tell you that uh, the left knows it. Too bad the right doesn't know it, but the left knows exactly mm. what he's done. Back in the good old days, if someone came along and stole your identity, you just met him out front of the saloon at high noon and settled it man to man. 
Uh, you know, that was the most convenient place to play, you know, paper, rock, scissors. But um, today you actually probably can't even find the person that is stealing your identity and destroying uh, your good name and credit. Nobody can catch everything, but LifeLock identity theft. They are the best in the business. LifeLock by Norton. And if you join now, you can save up to 25% off your first year with the promo code back at 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. Something happens, they have a whole team of experts waiting to help just clean it up. But they will alert you if they spot anything. And they are looking in all the darkest corners. LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Use the promo code BECK and save 25%. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, by the way, uh, Mike uh, tweeted uh, or uh, uh, messaged me just uh, during the break. Oh. It's LeeForSenate.com. <laughs> LeeForSenate.com. I'm like, okay, whatever. I can't imagine why he would find that to be important. Yeah. You know, I, <laughs> uh, he is so important in the Senate. Please, uh, if you can help, the left definitely knows what Mike has done for the Supreme Court and what he is capable of doing. Uh, and they want him out, and they're, they are pulling out all the stops. LeeForSenate.com. Let me uh, tell you about American Financing. Have you called them yet? What are you paying on, on uh, your credit cards? Already, the loans are up to 5.6%, uh, I think, for interest rates. 56 wow. yeah. Fast. Very fast. And it is going to go, it's going to go way up. Uh, what you're seeing in the stock market right now is because of the Fed. You're finally seeing what a stock market does when the Fed's not, um, you know, uh, investing in it, shall we say. Right now, I want you to find out about your credit cards because they're going to go up and up and up and up. And you're, are you going to be able to pay them off? Call American Financing at 800-906-2440. Do it before your house starts to lose value because the market is cooling off. American Financing, 800-906-2440 or go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net. Do it now. More in a minute. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. 
All right, we're going to talk a little bit about the economy this uh, hour, uh, specifically the S&P has now just hit uh, the, uh, the, the U.S. states with the credit scores. Hey, all of you states, what's your ESG score? Yep, it's begun, which means we better get serious about who we're going to elect and we can't have any mamsy pamsy rhinos. We need real people that understand the Constitution. I would, I would love to see the Freedom Caucus in charge of the House. That has to happen. But we need more people in the Freedom Caucus. We're going to start there in 60 seconds. So what does KISS, K-I-S-S, stand for? Well, there is a certain part of Boston, Mass, where it stands for Keep It Simple Soap. And that's because of a young man named Gavriel, who was inspired by reading the Tuttle Times magazine to start his own business. And he did. After researching uh, recipes online, having his chemist father help him acquire the supplies he needed, uh, Gavriel set to uh, set to work creating his own product. It's simple soaps made from goat's milk. Then he went door to door in his neighborhood marketing his product. These days, he sells it online. He had a dream and made it happen. He had an American dream and made it happen. This is something that is not being instilled in any of our kids. And if you think this is inspiring, Think about your kids. What will that lead them to do? It is no further now than the pages of the Tuttle Times. It's a magazine dedicated to teaching your kids about entrepreneurship and other freedom-related things. Get access to the magazine right now at a reduced price, $49 for the entire year. Get this to your kids. Help inspire them. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Teach them the American dream. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. So there is an opinion in the Washington Post. I was listening to a podcast the other day featuring uh, two hard left Americans in their late 30s. I won't name names, but you know the type socialist intellectuals who use terms like dissident to describe themselves. The conversation mainly centered around a few themes. The kids today are too self-righteous and judgmental. The Democratic Democratic Party is corrupt and uninspiring. Donald Trump wasn't nearly as bad as everyone said, and I miss the good old days. This uh, op-ed is so worth the read today in the Washington Post. Uh, Again, are millennial leftists aging into right-wingers? Yeah, and I think there is a real pushback, and hopefully there is a pushback not to the uninspiring Republican Party, which everybody says the only thing we have. Well, that's the only thing we have because nobody's doing anything about it except for the Freedom Caucus. Freedom Caucus is inside the Democratic Party, just like the Progressive Caucus was inside the Democratic Party. And this is the antidote to the progressive uh, disease. And, And I just hope that it is spreading all over the country because we need people that will stand together 
in the shade of the Constitution. Andrew Roth is the president of the State Freedom Caucus Network. He is trying to create more Freedom Caucuses all around the uh, country, and he is with us now. Hi, Andrew. How are you? Hey, thanks for having me, Glenn. You bet. You just started one in Nevada and South Carolina, right? Uh, and just last week in Illinois, we've got five total, um, Georgia, Mississippi, South Carolina, Nevada, and Illinois. Our plan is to launch another five to seven this year so we can have maybe 10 to 12 uh, total going into the, the new year. Okay, so what, um, what does the Freedom Caucus, so for people that don't know, what does it stand for uh, and what are you looking for? Well, hopefully your listeners know about the House Freedom Caucus, and we are operating uh, under their blessing and under their auspices, and they believe in limited government, um, more freedom, both economic freedom and cultural freedom from the the woke left. Um, And they have made great strides in the halls of Congress. But if we're going to take back this country, they recognized, as do a lot of people, that uh, the fight is at the state level now. There are all of these big issues that uh, need to be won at the state level, whether it's election integrity, school choice, CRT, the list goes on. Right. Uh, so, so we need to organize at the state level. And um, I'll, I'll confess, like a lot of people don't know who their state senator is or their state rep, and there is a lot of mischief and a lot of corruption happening at the state level. But the good news is, is that there are a few conservatives in each legislature who we can help organize by bringing them resources and, and, and expertise that we have to create these state freedom caucuses. So that's what we're doing. And I'll tell you what, it's a, it's an exciting project and, and we're going to change things around as quickly as we can. I will tell you the, what I've seen traveling around and talking to the different state legislatures, there seems when without the freedom caucus, there seems to be a group of people that uh, are uh, angry and can't work within the system. Uh, and you understand it because in some of those states, the system is so corrupt on both sides. Um, but there's got to be an organizing factor that can get things done. Uh, and I think that's what you guys are doing in, in Washington. And you're, to me... This is the answer. The answer is coming right now from the Freedom Caucus, which is don't play the game on either side. Just let's return the power to the people. That's exactly right. And these state lawmakers, I mean, just think about it. Everything is working against them. Um, First of all, they're they're citizen lawmakers. You know, they've all got full-time jobs, or at least most of them do. So, they're either busy, you know, harvesting the crops or, or, you know, doing their nine to five job and they're taking time out of their busy life to go to the Capitol and be a, a representative, which means they don't have a lot of time uh, to read the bills, to understand how things work. So the establishment already has them under their thumb. Uh, plus, they don't have staff. And if they do have staff, it's usually provided to them by leadership, which means they have an actual spy in their office. So anytime wow. a conservative in any state legislator wants to do something proactive to limit the size of government, uh, there are a lot of forces working against them. But we can change that. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're going to bring them resources, staffing, all sorts of things so that 
they can um, strategize, they can meet, um, and they can they can figure out which bills to kill and which bills to to push up. And here's the best part is that we can build a coalition of supporters behind them. You know, as I mentioned before, a lot of people don't know who their state rep or their state senator is, but but we plan on changing that. We want to turn these people into heroes because if they see that fighting for limited government um, and liberty is something that people will respond to, they're going to do more of it. And so their colleagues are going to follow them as well. So. So we, are you going made a lot of are, yeah, go are you going into the um, into the state houses or you're talking to the reps that you look at and say this these these are the kind of people that we want and you're talking to them one on one this is both the um, grassroots but does the politician come first to make sure you have somebody that you can support right away and then gather the support for that person Oh, definitely. We have a pretty uh, rigorous vetting process. Uh, we reach out to uh, the grassroots and we basically ask them who's the most conservative member in the legislature. And th- they usually land on one or two people. And then we start talking to them. And then we give them uh, bylaws, uh, like a template, uh, which they can take to their colleagues. And it's a basically an accountability document. Uh, basically, uh, it tells them who they can invite into the Freedom Caucus, how they can kick people out. Um, when a Freedom Caucus takes a position, it's expected that all members follow that position. And if they don't, they need to submit a letter basically explaining why they can't. Um, and if you rack up too many of those letters, then it's time for you to go. Uh, so the the bylaws are an important part. And then after that, we try to identify somebody uh, in state who knows how things work, who can help that Freedom Caucus operate, kind of the person behind the curtain who can help read the bills, make vote recommendations, build coalitions. None of this is happening right now. Um, and th- this is what we're, we're going to change. And I, I got to tell you, it's working. I mean, we're just in five states right now, but it's working. Uh, we've had some major successes. A couple of chairmen of these state freedom caucuses have been on your show and have explained uh, mm-hmm. the, the success that they're having. So I, I think uh, the, the best is yet to come. Well, I, I hope that you're right, because uh, a lot of these people who I happen to believe in all over the country, um, they are they're beating their heads against the wall. They're so outnumbered. Uh, and they see what the problem is, but it's, it's so dirty. I mean, I, I am, I, you know, because I'm fighting against ESG, the money, uh, that is, uh, being pushed around by the big banks and the lobbyists is just insanity. And people don't have the time to do their own homework on it. It's a problem. Yeah. And that's why we just need to bring more resources on our side to level the playing field um, in South Carolina. In fact, today uh, there's going to be a big, big bill decided on certificate of need. And I know a lot of people don't know what that is, but basically if you want to build a hospital in some area, mm-hmm. you literally have to get, you literally have to get the permission of the incumbent hospitals. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a, it's a racket that the government has set up. Yep. And in South, South Carolina right now, uh, the Senate wants to repeal certificate of need in the entire state. And the majority leader in the House, a Republican, promised to repeal it. But then when he realized that there were enough votes to actually do that, he killed the bill. 
Well, the South Carolina Freedom Caucus is not taking no for an answer, so they're going to uh, attach an amendment to a new bill that will repeal it. And we're going to find out today if that's successful or not. Wow. Uh, but, but I hope it is. I know here in Texas, my, my local area wanted to build a, ho- a, a hotel, a hospital, and uh, had to get you know the certificate of need. And the, the entire thing was, was just a scam. I mean, it's people don't understand how many things and how many big businesses have um, colluded with your state government to get special things that you don't even know about. You just don't know. Yeah, it's it's I, I would call it a soft form of corruption, but maybe it's a hard form because it's happening every day yeah. without people knowing about it. But that, that's what we're trying to change. So. If we're able to repeal it today, I think it's going to be a huge victory. And, you know, uh, everybody's favorite state, Florida, doesn't have certificate of need and everything's doing just fine down there. So any excuse that that we need it for the health of uh, for public health reasons is just nonsense. So we're really excited about it. Okay, so how do people get involved if they are if they want to get involved at all and help? What do they do? So uh, our website is statefreedomcaucus.org, and there you can go and see which State Freedom Caucuses we have up. Uh, We also urge people to uh, recommend uh, state reps in their state. We're having conversations with state lawmakers all across the country. We're not quite to Vermont and Hawaii yet, but we're we're getting there. Yeah. Um, And and I'll tell you what, there are actual patriots in states like that. Oh, I'm sure. Sometimes I think the the liberal states are the are our best opportunities. Of course, because the, de- the Democrats have been in charge for so long that they've gotten lazy. Yeah, I mean it's uh, uh, you know you're uh, you know it's one thing to be a Catholic in Rome and another thing to be a Catholic in China. You know when you, <laughs> when you're not surrounded by it, you have to work for it. Uh, and uh, I I was a I think I was much sharper when I had to be in New York every single day you know, battling it out every day, even in the streets and at dinner and everything else. You can you can get a little loose if you're in if you're in a very conservative area. Yeah, you're in the lion's den. Yes. Uh, so I, I really do have a lot of uh, hope for states like that. In fact, like I mentioned, we just launched the Illinois Freedom Caucus and those guys are going to fight for right to work, lower taxes. They're going to take on the corrupt pension system there. Mm. They've got a lot Good of work. Luck. Yeah, they there's, got a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of conservatives in Illinois who, who need uh, a voice yeah. to get behind. Andrew, thank you very much. This is Andrew Roth. He is um, uh, running the State Freedom Caucus. You can find it statefreedomcaucus.org. Statefreedomcaucus.org. You want to sweep up and clean up your state and get it back to where it should be. This is a very good start. Statefreedomcaucus.org. Bob wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I haven't been able to walk without pain for over a year. Then I started taking Relief Factor, and all of a sudden, I'm able to move around again. I can, ooh, Bob, I don't know if this is a good thing. I can go to the grocery store with my wife again. Oh, man, I'm looking for excuses. I can be out in the sunshine without any of the pain like I was having. Thank you for making this incredible product. Thank you for giving me my life back. Bob, thanks for writing in. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors, and it has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation, which causes most of our pain. 
three-week quick start developed for you is only nineteen ninety-five. I didn't take it for a long time because ibuprofen never works for me. It's got to calm down the inflammation, and it never works for me. Nothing. This has four ways to attack inflammation, and I don't know what one of the four is working for me, but one of them really works. Get your life back. Relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. 800, the number four, relief. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. From the Wall Street Journal, this should this should wake people up, please. Ideological criteria will now influence the credit ratings of state and local governments, thanks to the S&P Global Ratings. In addition to rating governments on meaningful financial criteria, in March, the biggest of the top three credit rating firms began to apply Environmental, Social, and Governance, or ESG, rating system. So what does this mean? That your town might be financially rock solid. Your state might be rock solid. But do you have non-gender bathrooms in your schools? It's now moving past, we're going to boycott the uh, All-Star game. Now, your state will lose, not business, financial services unless you play ball. S&P Global says it incorporates ESG risks and opportunities into the credit rating analysis of public issuers. This includes ambiguous and open-ended categories such as how a state scores on managing carbon, political unrest stemming from community and social issues, and adverse publicity that results in reputational risk. I... uh, For all of these states that said, ah, you know, we'll deal with this some other time. You know, they're not going to. This is business doing business. It's now going to cripple your state. If you speak out on an issue on the wrong side or you don't speak out on an issue on the right side or you pass some bill that gets national news and it is deemed by the global elites to be on the wrong side, your credit rating of your state or community will go down. You have a school that is up in arms about the school board because of what's being taught. Do you know what this is going to do to the credit rating of Florida? You know what it's going to do to the credit rating of any community or state? Hello, Utah. Where are you? You can find this score, this uh, article, by the way, in the Wall Street Journal. So enough of it's a conspiracy theory. How is it different than the Chinese social credit score, for example? Well, the Chinese um, are all run by communists. And so the communists do what they're supposed to do in each province or state or they're killed. So so no force of violence. No force of it. violence. But I mean, yes. the social credit score itself. It's exactly the same thing. And it's starting with the states Mm. and it will go to, well, what businesses are you doing? Because remember, the ESG score, you cannot do business with businesses that have a lower ESG score. 
So this will cut back from state business being done by anybody who's not playing the woke game. You're running out of time, America. You're running out of time. If you don't know what I'm talking, please get my new book, The Great Reset. You know, we have gone from conspiracy theory. It's still called a conspiracy theory. But what the hell is this? Isn't this exactly what I warned of? It's exactly what I told you. And it's now in the Wall Street Journal. And it's currently happening to states because S&P Global said that's the way they're going to start raiding the states. Doesn't Doesn't matter how good your finances are. Are you playing ball with the woke mob? If not, you're out. You better wake up. You better wake up, conservative states. Take a stand now or lose. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. A new report shows that almost 71% of Americans feel their paychecks are not going to be able to keep up with inflation. Not, not just to be able to get ahead, but to just keep up. We all know where this is coming from. The people supposedly fighting inflation are the same ones giving it to us in the first place. You have a responsibility to yourself and your family to do what you can to get ahead while it's still possible to get ahead. This is where American financing comes in. This time, American financing is there with power to maybe help you. Unlike some of the banks, flexible mortgage turns, returns uh, and terms, cash out, refinancing, even debt consolidation. Please call them. They don't work for the banks. They work for you. American Financing at 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. So how did all this happen and what's coming next? It's all in The Great Reset, the new book by Glenn Beck. Get it at glensnewbook.com. The spirit of America is now wakening. Thank goodness it is starting to happen. Higher education in America is now undergoing a revival, and the old system uh, really has been exposed for nothing other than a propaganda machine. Uh, So what do you do? What do you do if you're putting your kids in college? This year, Jordan Peterson has left his tenured position of a professor at the University of Toronto, and he left because of wokeness and how it has captured our universities. He has just announced that he has been appointed as the chancellor of Ralston College in Savannah, Georgia. Now, the people behind Ralston College have been working since 2006 to raise funds and receive accreditation as a university. They now offer an M.A. in Humanities. But this is what they wrote in their uh, on their website. Ralston College is the answer to what exactly? It's no secret that the integrity of higher education in the United States and elsewhere has become questionable, not least because most colleges and university are no longer places where freedom of inquiry, freedom of speech on which free inquiry depends, are protected, let alone celebrated. 
Nevertheless, our vocation is not critique, but to show another way. Ralston College is devoted absolutely and without qualification to freedom, freedom of thought, freedom of speech, freedom of association, and to all other freedoms, economic, political, religious, that are intrinsic to human nature. So instead of just mourning the loss of higher education, people now are starting to set step up and fill the market void. You can think of uh, Barry Weiss or University of Austin. Our nature, our nation's future academics uh, cannot be pumped out of left wing uh, universities. It can't. So this is really good. Your kids can now go to Hillsdale University of Austin or Ralston College. That's two more options than you had just two years ago. Um, and it is a fantastic development. It, things are changing in America. But then again, we're still having problems. And I want to ask you who we are. There's a baby shortage in America, but not a baby shortage, but a baby formula shortage in America. And I want to talk to you about that at the top of next hour. But ask you the question, are we going to take that sitting down? Are we just going to sit back and blame the president while parents are going all across town, just try to feed their babies? Are we going to accept the fact that our products aren't made here anymore, that we have to rely on other nations? Are we going to accept the fact that now, now the government is saying, hey, 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 you don't you better not make your own baby food. Why? We've done it before. They were doing it when I was a kid. And I mean, besides the fact that I'm nuts, I mean, I'm I turned out fine. Our ancestors faced odds and they faced them with tenacity and faith. And we live now better than anyone in the history of the world has ever lived. Thanks to those people who just did it. And didn't wait around for permission. If you happen to be find yourself in the unsuspecting town of Lockport, New York. There is an even more unsuspecting Cold Spring Cemetery. And if you find yourself there, you're most likely going to walk past the grave of Jesse Holly without even giving it a second glance. In fact, I mean, you'd never know that this unsuspecting tomb in it is the man who inspired one of the greatest feats in American history. Have you ever even heard of him? Jesse Hawley. 200 years ago, Jesse Hawley was an unlucky New Yorker and he was in debtor's prison. He had a flower business that went south and he couldn't afford to, to keep going. So he had no clear shot to the coast and uh, he had to pay for expensive boat rides to the Atlantic with his freedom because he went into debtor's prison. Debtor's prisons were one of the nastier English ideas that followed us into the new world, designed for discomfort. It was the shameful home for any man who fell from grace and, and landed face first in bills. We didn't have bankruptcy then. As... Jesse replayed his fall. One expected theme shaded every single memory, and it was infrastructure or lack of it in his case, lack of infrastructure. He couldn't deliver his goods. That's why his business failed. 
he needed to get his goods out to the coast and he couldn't. And that's why he was in prison. There was no efficient way to travel. And that's what caused him bankruptcy. Now, if this were today, it just would have been the part of the story where, you know, Jesse railed against the system and demanded reputation, rep, uh, reparations. And if he was the right skin color, maybe some group would you know, rally around him. But he didn't do that. Instead of wallowing, Jesse's realization gave him an idea. It was a brilliant idea. But you can't pay, uh, post bail with a brilliant idea. So he drafted his ingenious, albeit a lofty plan, from prison. He had lots of time on his hands. He drafted in excruciating detail the plans for a major statewide canal connecting Buffalo with Lake Erie and Albany with the Hudson River, providing direct connection into Manhattan. He published his plans uh, at, in the uh, Genesee Messenger under the pseudonym Hercules. Nobody knew that he was actually in prison. Now, perhaps it was luck, perhaps it was destiny, but the future governor of New York just happened to be a reader of the messenger and loved the idea. So now fast forward a few years, July 4th, 1817. DeWitt was now the governor of New York. No support from the federal government. No one with any real experience in engineering. Endless critiques of naysayers. This July 4th was marked with the smell of gunpowder and the sound of dense rocks being blasted into pieces as they broke ground for the first time on the idea of Jesse Hollies called the Erie Canal. At the time, it was a 40-foot wide glorified ditch running across New York. Jefferson actually said the idea for the canal was little short of madness. But these were homesteaders, these were farmers, Irish immigrants paid in whiskey some of the times that actually did it. There were no experts. And despite the odds, it was American ingenuity that opened the Erie Canal and changed America forever. It was completed in 1825. It was a success. Immigrants and tourists could go from New York upstate. You could go take your goods downstate to New York. This was dreamt up in a prison by a guy who was bankrupt, carried out by amateurs, and it's an American legacy. You know, one of the reasons maybe why his grave is really kind of unknown and his name is unknown is because a lot of people in America did these very things. The unheard of. The unheard of. It was the crazy idea that made us who we are. Flying machines, telephones, assembly lines, skyscrapers. We took it all on. We wouldn't settle for anything less. You know the torch of the Statue of Liberty is not the torch of freedom. It's the torch of imprisoned lightning. Electricity. Electricity. What were the Americans going to do with this imprisoned lightning? It's not just a welcome to 
all from all over the world saying you have a dream. I stand here at the gates. And this is a special place. And I hold in my hand in prison lightning. The idea that you can take something from nature and make it into something that serves mankind. I look at the baby food shortage and it pisses me off. I look at the shortage of of anything in our stores and it's almost everything that we're having short and we're at the beginning of it and it pisses me off. I look at oh New York hospitals are running shy of XYZ. We don't have the right medicine. Why? Why? And we're all sitting around waiting for the government to do something. Again, why? We're the people that despite all odds, we took it on. We didn't settle for less. And that's what they're telling you to do now. Settle for less. Americans have to settle for less. No, I'm not going to. I want that spirit back in America because that's who we are. Since when are we the people that throw our hands up and accept the new normal? Why are we willing to sit around waiting for the government to fix it? Don't lower your standards. That's un-American. We don't lower our standards. We raise standards. And that is our legacy. Your vote matters. What you do with your dollar matters. Here's some people that raise the standard. There is a new economy being built, and it's being built in spite of all of the experts and all of the people in Washington and the woke people. Patriot Mobile is part of that new economy. Patriot Mobile right now, if you're spending a lot on your phone bill, you most likely are. Compare it with Patriot Mobile. You should get out of it. This is a company that is raising the standard. This is the company that is not with the woke people. They are not a woke company. They're awake. They're wide awake. And they know exactly what's going on in this country. And they are working in their spare time to fix it and to fight for religious freedom and constitutional rights and the sanctity of life. In the meantime, they give you great phone service at a great price. You'll save a lot of money. They're on the same cell towers as everybody else, so they give you the same service. Make the switch today. Support companies that love America, that feel like I do. It's time to rebuild America. PatriotMobile.com slash back. Go there now. PatriotMobile.com slash back or call 972-PATRIOT. Glenn Beck. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. <laughs> welcome welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. I want to talk to Robert Kiyosaki, um, who is, I don't know if you've ever read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, uh, but he's great and, uh, and a friend. And he is uh, kind of given a warning here. Um, he said, when inflation goes up, and it is going to go up, he's not talking about this. He's talking about what's coming. When inflation goes up, we're going to wipe out 50% of the U.S. Pos, uh, population. 
Now, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, hold on. I know, I know. Right? You have to read that. It's a, a Marvel couple of times. movie. What is yeah. this? <clears throat> when inflation goes up, we're going to wipe out fifty percent of the U.S. population. Now, you have to you have to read on or you know listen on, and I want to make sure that I understand what he's saying. But he's saying we don't produce anything in this country anymore. We only produce bubbles. That's all we produce. And uh, he said the Keystone Oil Pipeline. Um, all of the stuff that they're doing with energy now with the food shortages, et cetera, et cetera, that are going to come. He said, we're, uh, and I think what he means is we're going to wipe out half the U S population, meaning we're going to wipe out the savings and retirement and everything else you okay. thought of. <laughs> the okay. poor, maybe poorly phrased. Yeah. Because it does sound yeah. like he's, he's Saying planning an extinction level die. event. Yeah. Right. No. <laughs> well, I mean, Honestly, there is one story in the news about Iran that is an extinction level event. Um, they are now uh, uh, actively trying to find um, the right altitude and equipping equipping their missiles with a nuclear warhead to uh, blow them up. It only takes three to blow them up. At the right altitude over the North American continent that would fry all of our systems. Mm. And mm. that's an EMP. EMP right? And yeah. if that happens, 90% death rate in the first year. Because then that's based on a war game that the yeah. government did, right? Yeah. Years ago. Yeah. 90% death rate. And it's, it's weird if well, you really... St- I, I think we're right. getting less, less dependent on technology, though. Oh yeah, you know I think we're going oh, no, the right we know direction. How to farm and <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, uh, all okay. of that stuff. Can you imagine? Can you imagine no. what people what people's lives would look like? They, no one knows how to do anything. I mean, inclu- I include myself. I'm like number one on this list. I don't know how to do anything. No, you're not number one. I don't think I no, know I, how to do things. No, I, I'm number one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're you're too prepared to be number one on this list. No. You've got you know nine you know, for the average person nine years of food storage or for you six <laughs> months of food storage and, and i think like you you really are prepared like you you've taken a lot of steps the average person has not done those things you can't i mean you can't imagine an emp there is a great book called one second after uh and that comes from the emp uh, the other has, you know, global energy shortages, and that comes from the left, and that one's called World Made by Hand. They're both really, really good, um, depending on who you're talking to, you know, for the storyline. But, uh, you know, you you don't understand what wiping out our technology really means, running out of energy, what it means um, in, in, in uh, one second after. It really does a good job of saying, Oh, and after uh, a week, those with diabetes start to drop off because mm. there's no refrigeration uh, within, mm. uh, you know, the first uh, after the first 30 days. Those who are taking psychiatric drugs or heart medicine or any of those things, they're no longer being delivered. You can no longer get them. Those people start to die. It's it's amazing how many people are alive that wouldn't be if it wasn't for what modern technology and i mean modern technology of just being able to go to your cvs or walgreens how long until tiktok goes away because we cannot live <laughs> uh, apparently i just know oh judging my by my household we can't live about 30 seconds without it yeah mm-hmm. i don't think it ever goes away okay. i think uh, cockroaches <laughs> and tiktok <laughs> this is the glenn back program 
is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Baby formula. Really? America has America has a shortage of baby formula. And what's being done about it? Well, there's a lot of well, there's a, there's a lot of uh, wringing of hands, and and Biden said that it was going to get tough if we went against, you know, Vladimir Putin. Is that is this what he meant, or? Oh no no no! It's the government. They they still haven't come out with their investigation of one of the baby formula factories. So what is it that America can do? Instead of sitting around whining about it and making parents, honestly, if I had a newborn, especially one that had special needs of formula of certain sort, I would be losing my mind right now. So is there anything we can do? We go there in 60 seconds. So what is it that truly motivates our kids? What shapes them? Well, I will tell you experiences, uh, experiences and things that excite their imagination. I knew I wanted to be in radio when I was eight years old. My eighth birthday, my mom got me a record set called the Golden Years of Radio. And I sat there and I listened to all of these these great old radio shows. And I it it set my imagination on fire with the spoken word. That's what I wanted to do now. What is setting your kid's mind on fire? I mean, you know, besides TikTok, which is, you know, nothing more than a Trojan horse for China, but don't worry about it. Everybody's using it. Tuttle Times. Try the Tuttle Times. It's a monthly magazine for kids from the creators of the Tuttle Twins, and every issue has big ideas that promote personal responsibility and freedom, owning your own health and education, as well as profiles about kids who start their own businesses. Set your kid's mind on fire. Get the magazine now at a reduced price, $49 for the entire year. Inspire your kids at TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get the magazine now, $49 for 12 months. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Bethany Mandel. She's a contributing writer for the Deseret News, editor of Heroes of Liberty book series, and the latest target last night of a man once known as Keith Oberman. Um, I, I mean, he's, I sure he's, that's his, still his name, but most people don't know his name anymore. Uh, we'll get into that here in a second. Bethany, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. You bet. So we were talking about this yesterday in a meeting and I don't understand it. Uh, the baby formula shortage. I, I don't know why nobody is doing anything about it. And I don't, I really, this bothers me. That we're living in a country that is now just expected to, you know, get over it, you know, if, you know, and that that's not America. So what? Oh, no, it's not. So what's happening with this? Take us from the problem to possible solutions. Sure. So. I mean, everyone is having supply chain issues across the board from, you know, everything from lumber to, you know, the car chips. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it turns out that there are consequences to shutting down your economy no. for a year and a half. 
Shocking. Yeah. Shocking probably to all your listeners, but there are unintended consequences to such an action. And this is one of those unintended consequences. Almost 50% of the baby formula uh, that our babies in America use is made in China. And, um, you know, Shanghai is currently locked down. (laughs) You can't get things on and off boats to and from China. Um, So there's a lot of that going on. Um, There's a lot of sort of staffing issues across the board. Um, that are leading, you know, to to drugstores and all these department stores having a hard time getting things on the shelves. But the sort of major precipitating factor was a massive recall at one of the biggest uh, formula companies called Abbott. And they found um, that there was a bacteria that had made its way into the formula cans that was extremely dangerous to babies. And two babies died. So it wasn't a super duper overreaction on their part, but they decided to, in my personal opinion, um, do a recall that was maybe a little bit too broad. Um, and they pulled a lot of formula off the shelves. And there was no real plan for what do we, <laughs> how do we replace it uh, in the marketplace. And so um, there's also not really been a plan to test the formula that they pulled off the shelves to see if it was in fact safe. And it wasn't, um, hang so on just now, a second, but it wasn't, it yeah. wasn't that they just pulled this all off. They also shut the factory down and the factory is yeah. still not operating. Yeah, because they had to clean it. There was a bacterial infection so severe that it killed two babies and hospitalized, I think, six. Um, so, I mean, it was, it was a really serious thing. And parents have to know that, you know, what they're feeding their baby is safe. But you know, this is sort of the, the lack of urgency that we see on the part of the government in <laughs> so many ways that we've really gotten a window into in the last two years, a a total lack of urgency to treat this as, as a, as an emergency. One one of my sort of favorite stories about this is during COVID um, we learned that the vaccine was somewhat dangerous to to teenage boys, that it was causing heart issues. And the, the FDA scheduled a meeting three weeks away on Juneteenth. And then when Juneteenth became a national holiday, they were like, you know, we're going to honor that holiday. We're just going to push it back another few weeks. And so the, like, we were administering a vaccine to teenage boys that was potentially, you know, life threatening to their hearts. And FDA pushed it off for five weeks. And that, that sort of lack of urgency and government bureaucracy that we saw with, you know, hearts of teenage boys, we're seeing the same thing with formula right now. So, you know, it's crazy. This is why you know, a centralized planning never works. Mm-hmm. It just yep. never works because the people in charge of all of it that have to give the go aheads and everything else, they're government workers and ne- not yep. necessarily, you know, uh, the fastest or understand the concerns down the, down the We're line. Competent. Let's be honest. What'd you say? <laughs> We're the most competent. Let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Like, all of us have sat in the DMV before and those, those are the people right now who are sitting on the manufacturers, so, the, like ability to get food out. What is the company waiting for from the government? I mean, they have to get the okay that everything is safe and that everything is sanitary and that they can, you know, release everything that they've pulled off the shelves. So they have they, so they have completed, that. the company has completed everything it was supposed to. We're just waiting for inspectors? Yeah. Basically, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, I mean, they, they are ramping up. They say, I mean, the issue is also, you know, they, they are ramping up um, production, but um, they're afraid to sort of pour more money into it because then it's going to increase the cost of formula, which has already gone up 
significantly with inflation. And so, you know, this is something the Biden administration can do. They can say, we will pay the difference. Uh, we will get more people in so that you're running 24-7 and the, we will foot the bill. We, we just we need a formula, a affordable formula produced right now today, and we will do whatever it takes to make that happen because this is a priority and babies are our most precious natural resource. And you're not hearing that from the Biden administration. And you would be, yeah, I, I'm quite surprised because that sounds like a public-private partnership and they love yeah. those. Yep. Okay, yep. so what is it that parents can do? Because I'm seeing all these warnings. No, don't, don't do anything. What, I'm not going to let my baby starve. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that, I mean, I, I was probably getting a little whiskey in uh, my nipple when I was, you know, growing up with a bottle. Um, uh, you know, they had to have done a lot. Pardon me. It does explain a lot. A lot. Um, but <laughs> there had to be things that, you know, we were feeding our kids back in the day before formula that we can do again. Not for every child, the special needs children, but for the regular baby. So I'm going to push back a little bit on you with that. So most regular babies who don't have special needs, there's enough switching that you can do that you can find an alternative. If like, you know, the CVS brand is an, in stock, you could get like the Target brand. Like there, there's some wiggle room. With, okay, so it's you know, not a shortage. Average baby. Oh, it's not a shortage so for average babies as well. So it is, but not nearly to the extent that it is for babies who are on special formula. The special formula shortage is particularly acute. Um, and those are the majority of the parents that I'm hearing really panicked. Like the, the parents with the average baby, no health needs, just can take formula. Um, they can they can sort of run around to different stores and usually find something in stock. I'm not saying that that's right and that, you know, whatever. But Yeah, but it's not I a panic situation. A, right, right. And, and, I, and I think that that's... If, if I were that parent, that is what I would do. Um, the, the formulation of formula is really specific. And there are a lot of different uh, minerals and nutrients that are in there that you can't just do at home or you, you might not get precise. I spoke to a pediatrician actually in Texas. Her name is Whitney Morgan. And, um, and she told me, you know, I, I've seen babies come into my office and I've seen babies die when I was working in a hospital their parents tried to stretch a formula can and put more water in and it, it messes up their electrolytes very quickly and it can lead to hospitalization and death um, more easily than, than I think any people, anyone wants to consider. Um, but also one of the sort of scary things is, you know, all of these recipes and I sent her one of those recipes and I said, what do you think about this sort of break, break down the recipe? And she said it is lacking in um, a couple nutrients that, you know, in the short term, we'll absolutely keep a baby alive. But in five months, we're going to notice some cognitive issues that um, are now, you know, permanently in place because this baby was not getting the brain food that they needed, basically. Um, so, you know, a lot of a lot of people, you know, grew up on this homemade formula, but a lot of people didn't grow up. Um, there's there there's a lot of room for error and we saw that room for error with what happened in, in the Abbott formula company that, you know, they, they were, they had the best safety protocols in the world and two babies died of the bacterial infection. Um, so I, I would really, really caution parents against um, DIYing formula because it can go really wrong really fast. Um, and I think it's more dangerous than, than the shortage. Oh, that's not an answer I wanted. 
(laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad you told me the truth. I, I just, I mean, we don't understand how blessed we have been. Uh, as we are losing things, nobody thinks of baby formula as, I mean, this, this is, you know, you, if, if this would become acute uh, for a long period of time, uh, it would change uh, our society. A lot of babies would yeah. die or, I mean, it's, yeah. you don't even think of that because we're so used to having it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And one of the first things that I, I, I have five kids and I, I mostly breastfeed, but I also understand that like life happens. And one of the first things I did when COVID started was buy a couple of cans of formula just in case, because we saw things flying off the shelves. And I was like, you know what, I'm just going to have a couple cans. I'm breastfeeding my baby right now, but life happens, things can change. And um, this is one thing that I'm scared of. Um, I'm scared of flying off the shelves. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let me switch topics. Uh, you were can you give me the 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 tweet here, Stu, uh, from Keith Oberman? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I guess he's just sad in his nursing home, tweeting things out. But he he came after you yesterday because yeah. you were homeschooling. Mother's Day, actually. Mother's, um, <laughs> Mother's Day. Day. Perfect. Yeah, that's good. Uh, after Bethany had responded to Steve Steve Schmidt tweet he uh, keith olmerman said i imagine putting homeschool mom in your bio and not understanding you've just ruined the lives of five innocent children <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> that's incredible yeah i mean he's like a really sad human being honestly like we have this sort of saying in yiddish like neba like oh this like poor soul and that's honestly how i feel about him like he yeah. i don't know if you remember he went after mitt romney um at, at christmas time last year no um romney posted a picture of his like beautiful enormous family that's right. like perfect in every way right and he tweeted something like this is like my worst nightmare or something and it's like that really says that's a lot about sad. you sad it's, yeah, really, it's sad. really sad and anybody yeah, who really can't sad. see that homeschooling I mean, th- just what we've learned about the teachers unions and, and CRT and, and yep. SEL, all of these things. How do you not see that putting your, your kids in the wrong school is mm-hmm. much, much worse, much worse? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I live in Montgomery County, Maryland, and the test scores that have been released about what happened over the last two years are mind blowing like oh i know the the uh, the abilities of children in middle school to do math went from like they were testing at like 60 70 percent um to about five percent on on level i will tell and you that's across the board oh i know i'll tell you i'm having a hard time with my kids in high school because they're just they're they just it it's like they just lost mm-hmm. i don't know well they did they lost two years and yeah. it, it, they're just just struggling so hard to get anything back. We've just destroyed a generation. Yeah, um, no, we absolutely have. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Bethany. God yeah, bless. thank you so much, Glenn. You bet. Uh, you can uh, find her at her website, heroesofliberty.com, heroesofliberty.com, or follow her uh, at uh, Bethany Shondark. Bethany Shondark. Back in just a second. So GenuCell has extended your chance to get their most popular package for 60% off at GenuCell.com. Now, during this limited time opportunity, you can get their brand new Ultra Retinol Cream for maximum anti-aging benefits with your purchase. GenuCell products use an amazing 
anti-aging technology and it's hard to ignore uh, the results my my wife and my mom both love genucel they've been using them for a long time now uh you know of course i have the skin of a 20 year old so i don't need genucel quite yet but he uh, keeps it in a box uh, in his bedroom. <laughs> it was a creepy night. Uh, say hello to looking your best and goodbye to fine lines, wrinkles, and crow's feet under your eyes, bags, and even red blotchy skin. You're going to absolutely love your results, and that's guaranteed, or your money back. After that, after I mean, that's basically what they promise all the time. There's no risk here. Join GenuCell's best-in-class rewards program at checkout for an extra 10% off your order and get a complimentary sample gift as well. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. Now you can get the 60% off world-class skincare, GenuCell.com slash Beck. And right now, every most popular package includes GenuCell's immediate effects for results in as little as 12 hours. Go to GenuCell.com slash Beck. It's GenuCell.com slash Beck. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. The U.N. General Assembly now is voting to see who's going to fill that seat on the Human Rights Council uh, that uh, Russia has just vacated. Uh, Will it be Venezuela, Cuba? Oh, they're already on. Who else could it possibly be? It might be, you know, it might be, you know, that group of Nazis that escaped and are in, you know, the jungles of Argentina. That uh, might, be, might be those guys. You think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You never know, Stu. You never know. No, no you, well, sometimes you know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> there are times that you do know. <laughs> All right. So where do you want to... Uh, I have Sophie's Choice happening here. Mm-hmm. I have... Uh, the world in war mm. or I have the economy that we haven't really hit yet. Gosh, those are both really important ones. Uh, you know, the war is, I think can wait a day. Don't you think? I mean, what's going on over there? I mean, not if you happen to be in Mariupol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then I mean, you probably it's, think it's, it's not, probably can't really pretty wait. bad. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the economy I think is, 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 is the bigger burning story right now because of, all the markets tanking. I mean, we're seeing this in big in, in the in the regular stock markets. We're seeing it in the crypto markets. We're seeing it everywhere, all at once. And it does feel like we're leading towards something ugly, bad, bad. <laughs> well, first of all, on the markets, the reason why the markets are going down, anybody, because the Treasury and the Fed are no longer in uh, investing. In the market. That was something the Fed never did. But when the stock market got to be a little dicey and a little rough, the Fed decided to print up some money and invest in the stock market. Now they're having to sell those stocks. And so it's kind of like a free market again. So all of that free money is some of it. Some of it is going away. And that's what's happening. And you may have missed this if you watch mainstream media. Oh, yeah. But there was a debate a while ago about whether inflation was going to be transitory. (laughs) And uh, everyone on the mainstream media said it was. And everyone in the administration said it was. And you probably said it wasn't. You won that debate. I don't know if people even realize this, but like they're not even trying to say it anymore. They have now acknowledged, okay, we were wrong on that. Now you're seeing people like Powell uh, making moves. And, and, you know, he's a he is a 
He looks back at what happened in the Reagan administration, for example, when inflation was turned around in a positive light. He looked at that and said, you know, he, he's an acolyte of that school of thought, oddly. Now, he didn't do it early on. Now you're at the you point where you have to have Bide, the Biden administration helping to manage that process. And that's terrifying. It was yeah. scary when Reagan did it, honestly. Oh, yeah. Absolutely terrifying. And it's worse now because they're out of options. When you just if you just know what's happening in Japan and how Japan is spiraling uh, now and on the edge and can't pay their bills unless they continue to get bailed out by the Fed. Uh, and the Fed can't do it because they already gave them $7 trillion uh, at the end of last year. Oh, you didn't know that? $7 trillion. They can't do it anymore or it'll cause more inflation here. We're kind of at the end of the road. Um, at least it wasn't $100 trillion. More than- <laughs> Could have been a hundred trillion. The Glenn Beck program. Why stop there? American Financing NMLS one eight two three three four www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So when the when the Fed says they're going to fight inflation, it's ridiculous on how far behind they already are in reality. Their lack of movement has cost all of us, and it's going to make your credit card debt much more expensive. If you thought nineteen percent was high, wait until you see what happens happens in the coming weeks and months. Uh, already uh, to borrow money for um, a refi of your house, the average is now six point five point six five, I think, five and a half percent. Now that's bad if you're wanting to buy a house, but if you want to pay off your uh, credit cards for a refi, that's fantastic. Five percent, five and a half percent, as opposed to nineteen percent. You can pay those things off, stay in your budget, and then once they're paid off, you can actually save more money. It's American Financing. They'll help you. Just call them. Get their advice now. No obligation. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. You can save 10 bucks on your Blaze TV subscription at blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn. So, yesterday, the mayor of Chicago, who's done a bang-up job, I mean, who could possibly say something in a negative way about the performance of Mayor Lightfoot? And she's done it with elegance and beauty. And class. Mm -hmm. And beauty. And beauty. And beauty. Mm -hmm. And class. Mm -hmm. And beauty. Mm Mm-hmm. So she's done all of that and so much more. And then yesterday she came out with a statement uh, that uh, said, you know, it's it's time to fight. You got to fight. Now is the time to fight, fight, fight. Uh, And so, you know, everybody's all up in arms about, you know, let's fight. She said to my friends in the LGBTQ plus community, Supreme Court is coming for us next. Now, that doesn't sound like they're all going to put you in chains, does it? Uh, does anybody ever notice that these things don't happen? <laughs> is anybody like, yeah. you know, uh, that didn't happen? You know, th- there is that weird attention span thing that I think if we came up with a way to solve it, our society would be in a much better place. 
these stories that come up, they're the biggest story in the world. We have an opinion on it. They have an opinion on it. And then it just kind of goes away. It's like the transitory inflation thing. Like, that was a big story. We kept saying it's not transitory. And then it was just settled. But there was never a point where people said, oh, well, you know, Glenn Beck really nailed that one. That doesn't happen. No. That, that you know part it of is? it, if it would just happen. You, uh, you, know, you know why? Because we're all Dory the goldfish. We're, mm-hmm. all, we're all Dory. Yeah. What were we talking about? <laughs> that that I, I, I will say, no, I do have two young children, but I don't quite... Re- she was forgetful, right? Does that... Yes. Was that it? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. She, would rem- she had short-term she would memory be, problems? Yeah. Is that it? Okay. I have short-term memory problems. Hey, I'm Dory. I have short-term memory problems. That's the way it happened over and over again. Okay, Sarah's saying she's not a goldfish, so you may I'm have- not a goldfish. She's a whatever fish. She's a cartoon, Sarah. Let it go. The point, though, anyway. is that it, that would be like there are certain things that we can all talk about that would really improve our society. Man, that would be a great one. It would be just like, OK, hey, everybody, let's look back at that thing we were all talking about incessantly three months ago. Yeah, but we don't. And how did that turn out? And how should we adjust the next our perception of the next story based on what we learned? Wouldn't that be really interesting? Well, it would be great if, if our society would do that. It would be interesting, too, if just somebody just had a sense of memory in themselves. But I don't think people see the I just don't think they see the hypocrisy in themselves making such a big deal out of calling for violence on January 6th. Use me as an example. The New York Times used me as the prime example. Oh, this is so frustrating. Of, uh, of January 6th. And that's not what I said. Here's what the New York Times. Two days before a mob of Trump supporters invaded the United States Capitol, upending the nation's peaceful transition of power, leaving five people dead, the right-wing radio star Glenn Beck delivered a message to his flock of 10.5 million listeners. It's time to fight. Time to rip and claw and rake, Beck said. It's time to go to war, as the left went to war four years ago. Now, as the left went to war four years ago, clear what I said, but not in this particular context. Um, We talked to the New York Times for a week leading up to this article. We gave them the tapes. We told them exactly what it was. We gave them the actual quotes. They refused to print them. Until a correction two days later, Mr. Beck did not lobby for his listeners to invade the Capitol. And a day later, he urged marchers to really kind of channel your inner Martin Luther King. That's just uh, adding that violence is just not who we've ever been. But the language he used on his January 4th show was typical aggressive rhetoric. You, you, you I mean, you guys blew this. You should have given him the January 5th show when you specifically said and not the, to even go to the event. This yeah. is before it was a riot right we you did were just like look there them. could be problems yeah and i don't think it's a good idea to even go to the january 5th uh, 6th rally yeah and uh oh you that's right you did give them that i it, did and they didn't put that in no. at all and they i decided gave to them, skip the january 5th show to include the january 4th show where you weren't talking right. about going to the riot right or and, the rally and the uh the other was the january 6th transcript also anyway right where you um, said it was uh, what was going on was terrible so i'm looking at my tweets from january 6 i'm looking at other people that have uh, tweeted on january 6 and it's uh it's quite amazing how all of these people 
All of these people. Here's Ted Cruz. Those storming the Capitol need to stop now. The Constitution protects peaceful protests, but violence from the left and right is always wrong. So they need to stop now, and it's always wrong. And yet, Ted Cruz, you know, he's a maniac. Mm. But look at what, you know, Lightfoot is saying up in Chicago. Look that President Biden is not condemning the, I believe, terrorist activities of those who are marching in i mean what is the definition of terrorism it's to gain it's to get a political viewpoint changed into the favor of the people causing terror Mm. well if i'm in one of those houses with the supreme court or even in the neighborhood i feel terrorized 100 percent. what it is it is And, and we should remind people that this has not even occurred yet this these protests, this you know, firebombing of pro-life centers is occurring before the ruling has come out. It's not even official. Right. It was a draft. We have no idea what it's going to look like. It could overturn Roe versus Wade. It might change. We have no idea. So during the protest on January sixth, here's what Kevin McCarthy, that radical extremist, this is what he said: What is unfolding is unacceptable and un-America, un-American. It has to stop. Hmm, because that's weird. I haven't heard the White House say these things. Why? We know why. And it's about time America starts just feeling comfortable saying it. Because the Democratic Party has been taken over by absolute radical Marxists who are looking to destroy our country and our unity. That's what's happening. And I don't put all Democrats into that. I think a lot of Democrats, you know, just look at the Democratic Party as the Democratic Party used to be. A lot of people are just getting their their news from, uh, oh, I don't know, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and they don't realize what's about to happen And so they'll just listen to more of these lies. You can't lie the way this administration lies. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's lots of times that I would watch Donald Trump and be like, that's not right. No, that's not right. But Donald Trump, and it's not whataboutism at all. He shouldn't have done it. I wish he wouldn't have. Uh, But, you know, with Donald Trump, you know that going in. You know that going in. Has anybody believed that everything he has ever built is actually the most luxurious, the best of fill in the blank? How dare ever? you? How dare you? Yeah. You typical anti Trump extremist. I know. No, but I mean, you know, that's he's. Look, he described what that he process in his book. Yes. I, mean, I, I, what he I read The Art of the Deal when I was like 12. Yeah. And he goes through that specifically. He, he talks about how you, know, you, you exaggerate knowingly. It's just part of the process. It's part of how you do it. And then you have to look at everything he says in that context because usually there's some sort of negotiation behind it. That's mm-hmm. usually... You know, usually the way he works. And that's okay. You know, I mean, I think we all understand that with Donald Trump. You know, we're told, though, that these other guys are nothing but truth tellers. And man, if I don't see just as much exaggeration from them as we'd ever see from Donald Trump. No, and I also see 
actual dangerous lies, dangerous lies. Uh, what we're doing with uh, oil and gas is not affecting this at all. This is all Putin. That's a dangerous lie. Mm-hmm. That one's in particularly in particular uh, bizarre because he went to his own voters and said to elect me, I will stop fossil fuels in, in 10 years. Right. Like I will I will not do all these crazy things they're doing to expand fossil fuel use. And then he comes back to the American people when their gas prices are high and says, I have done nothing to affect these prices. I've done nothing to affect the supply. In fact, we have more supply now than ever. And it's just these these oil companies that just won't pump the oil and then he goes back to his side and says these oil companies all they want to do is pump oil because they're so greedy i mean uh, he's saying the exact opposite i know because uh, and because and, and this is the problem we have an opportunity to get out of this right now we could supply the world with oil and energy we could supply our farmers with oil and energy, but we choose not to. So we are going to go through really tough times. Mark this down on your calendar. I believe in the next two years, we are going to see massive starvation. Hopefully not in this hemisphere, but absolutely positively for sure. We will see starvation like we haven't seen perhaps even in our lifetime massive starvation and that's not counting what won't be seen in china but on the african continent and here's the worst part of it we all know it's coming anybody who is paying attention knows it's coming and what are we doing about it we're intentionally sabotaging our own farmers and our own energy system. So when the time comes, when all of these people are starving, remember, it was the conservatives who were standing up going, guys, you are going to kill people with this. You are going to be responsible for the deaths of millions we are not going to be in the position to help like we have in the past. And that is the biggest American tragedy. Oh, and by the way, other countries south of our border will also be starving. And how are we going to help them? Or will we just allow them to come across and help themselves? This, we are setting ourselves up for something beyond the Great Depression. I just hope that those within the sound of my voice are taking this next election seriously. And I say that knowing that many people in Congress and the Senate listen to this program. You have no idea what's about to hit you guys. You have no idea. We have got to start where is the plan from the republicans where is it back in a minute so may i suggest that you make a plan um i just read an article from um 
uh, Kawasaki, the uh, writer of Rich Man, uh, Rich, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And uh, in it, he said silver and gold. He just bought twenty five hundred uh, ounces of silver recently. He said, I think silver is underpriced right now, and I think it's going to play a very important role. I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, silver is going to be very important in the future because you can use it to make things, but also you can use it to trade for things if things got really bad. Goldline right now is giving away their most popular products ever, the Silver Maple Flex Bar. I think that's two ounces of uh, silver. It's uh, minted by the Canadian Mint, and with every gold legal tender bar pack you acquire, you're going to receive a free Maple Flex uh, silver bar at no cost. Last time this uh, offer was presented, uh, years ago, they sold out in about three days. What this is, is a gold, they're like gold chiclets. They're small, broken up pieces of gold that are, again, made, I think, from the Canadian Mint, so they're all measured and weighted and marked. And they're in small amounts, so you could use them should the crap hit the fan. But also silver as well. So you get the silver with the gold. You get the silver for free. Call them right now. Do your own homework, please. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Hey, if you love meat, expect to be poorer. Um, it looks like we are headed now for the meat prices that will be the highest level in generations. Mm. In generations. Um, that's, you know, that's good. That's good. Uh, you know, I'm sure the inflation on the meat prices, that's, you know, just temporary. It's just going to. Transitory? Yeah, transitory. Uh, we're looking now another 6 to 7% more for beef. Uh, pork products increased about 5%. And uh, chicken, more than 8%. Uh, and, uh, you know, of course, you know, if you're eating out, that's going to be even more expensive. The problem is there's a shortage of just a couple of things: um, labor, mm-hmm. fuel, okay, so that's not feed. Bad. Oh, that too. Okay. Yeah, and, and fertilizer, and that's it. Yeah, and that's it. Okay, good. We got plenty of ranchers. We got plenty of ranchers, and uh, they have the cows. They just can't afford to feed them. Now, here's the good news: um, while prices uh, beef in store, you know, in stores is uh, increasing. Uh, there's no additional profits that are being made by the ranchers. So the ranchers are struggling. They're not, there's none of that grease, you know, n- nobody's getting rich on this, which is nice. Um, and because the feed costs are so high, they decided to plant a lot of soybean instead of um, corn. But that, while that's good because they don't have to have more fertilizer, Corn also feeds, you know, a lot of the chickens and and stuff like that. And so we're going to have less corn, um, you know, next year. Hmm. And uh, also that affects the cattle feed as well. But other than that, the price soon is going to come down. The Glenn Beck Program.